I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, welcome to this Tuesday episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Here's my plea to everyone within the sound of my voice. We need to pump the brakes on this impeachment stuff. Just pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying we need to, like, stop the trial in the Senate. That's an argument for another day. Uh, what I'm saying is that for me in this news talk business, I should only be expected to follow the storyline of one impeachment at a time, okay? And yet it is. That here this morning, oh, actually, over, over the span of the last two weeks or so, we have had, of course, the impeachment proceedings against uh, former President Donald Trump. Uh, in fact, as I speak to you right now, senators are moments away from being sworn in as jurors in the impeachment trial. Uh, we'll have to go back to our notes from impeachment in early 2020. If I remember correctly, jurors, that that might not be a, an appropriate word. I think it was uh, Senator Mike Lee who gave us an education on why jurors may not be the most appropriate. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting sucked on a, a tangent here. Uh, what I'm talking about today is that somehow... A desire to impeach someone has become uh, contagious. Yeah, we're going to go into uh, more details on, on what I mean here in the next segment. But I, the basic question is, have we cheapened what it means to be impeached? Or are there those treating the word impeachment and the process of impeachment as some like social media trend or hashtag? It's not just Democrats. Republican Marjorie Greene, as you well know, on the day after, on the day after President Biden's inauguration, uh, what did she do? She filed uh, articles of impeachment against President Joe Biden. Huh. We're going to dive into uh, some of that in a little bit. Uh, but today, I, I started the day with another impeachment announcement on my desk. This one. As is the case, Utah, we don't want to miss out on anything, so we we shove ourselves right in the middle of big stories. Uh, Here in Utah, there is a Democratic representative, uh, Representative Stoddard, who has uh, just today introduced a resolution to impeach the Attorney General of the state of Utah, Sean Reyes. Uh, This came right in the middle of uh, preparing for the program today, right in the middle of uh, Dave and Debbie's program as they were broadcasting. And quickly uh, they went to work connecting with Representative Stoddard to get essentially uh, an explanation of what the heck is going on. So let me start the or let's start at the very beginning. Uh, Debbie Dejanovic joins me in studio now. What's this all about? Well, Representative Stoddard is concerned that Attorney General Sean Reyes has misused his office in an effort to um, uh, put protesters, uh, more protesters at the U.S. Capitol, and he wants to be able to investigate that. And uh, the only way that he can do that, he says, is by opening an impeachment proceeding. 
so I asked him right out of the gates when he called the show this morning at 1020, I said, well, what proof do you have that uh, A.G. Reyes has actually misused his office? I have not. I know he's made statements and I've read the statements he's made, but I, I found them unsatisfying. No, I think a lot of the information is outside of grandma because it deals with his association with Raga, which would be campaign, so not subject to grandma. Okay, so a lot of that might be confusing for some of our listeners. But what Representative Stoddard said is that he can only gain information from the Utah Attorney General if he used an open records request. Well, he's a lawmaker. And if he wants to be able to investigate how somebody has used his office, why should a lawmaker have to go through what every other you know person in the public, including the news media, which I sure. file a grandma request to get it, he wants to be able to see all of the information uh, that could be at you know at play here, some of which may not be subject to an open records request under state law. So some of this might be through what he called RAGA, which is the Republican Attorney General's Association. Now, at one point, uh, Attorney General Reyes uh, was the chairperson of an arm of RAGA, which was later accused of um, doing these robocalls. Now, he was no longer uh, the chairman of this this organization at the time. He had he'd stepped away from that. And he has denied any involvement in these robocalls that went out the day before the protesters breached the Capitol. Right. Um, do we have a we have a we have that audio of that call? Lee? No, no. But it uh, it essentially you know it does just what you describe. And it's not the voice of uh, of anyone we recognize. There is a woman who comes on, and this voicemail went out to you know countless supporters saying essentially uh, you know we need you to assemble in front of the White House for this stop the steal effort, and after that we're going to march our way up to the Capitol. And this is a robocall that sure. went out by this organization that Reyes once right. was a chair chairperson of. We, we is there anything else? Does, does, Stoddard think, does Stoddard say that there's anything else beyond what we've just now walked through that uh, that makes the, the Texas Reyes. lawsuit? Okay. The Texas lawsuit, which he addressed on our show as well. Uh, the Texas lawsuit. So if you recall, um, you know, several months ago, Texas filed a lawsuit to try to overturn election results in four key battleground states. Right. Um, well, 17 attorneys general across the United States joined that lawsuit, and Utah was one of them. Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes put Utah's name on that very failed attempt to overturn. Jo- joined four- it in like a loose sense. I think the distinction is important. There's a, it, essentially it, a, a it letter. A brief. You hear this amicus brief phrase, uh, thrown, phrase thrown around, and uh, Attorney General Sean Reyes here in Utah uh, simply added Utah's name to that document. But that most most people who even aren't involved in the practice of law recognize that Texas would have no standing in any of those four battleground states, which was like, you know, Georgia, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And and I don't have a law degree, Lee, but I, I knew going into that that Texas would have no standing. And sure enough, uh, days later, the Supreme Court tossed that out of court and said, no, you don't have standing. So the, the question argument, then becomes though, I, is, be why fair, did Utah have to be on that? And that was what uh, Representative Stoddard brought up on the program today. Why does Utah need to be a part of that? Is it part of Sean Reyes's efforts to try to overturn yeah. the election results uh, as Utah's attorney general, which yeah. he believes is a misuse of office? He wants to be able to investigate that. That's incredible. Uh, to be fair, to be fair to the folks, that Texas lawsuit and the question of standing, the argument made by you know as as loose or weak as you think it might have been, 
the argument was that the results of an election in one state, uh, specifically a, a, na- a nationwide election, certainly have impact on the on the residents, the citizens of the state of Texas. And so that was the claim of standing. Obviously, it didn't hold up, uh, but that was the, the claim. To go, going to Utah statute, the claim against for impeachment to hold up, there must be high crimes, misdemeanors. That's what we know about on the federal level, but also malfeasance in office. Did, did he address any any of these categories, this Representative Stoddard? Not today, but I will not on our show. So hopefully, of course, we'll be covering this throughout the day. But look, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Sure. We really are. Because the other question I asked him was, has he actually filed a grammar request to get this information? Can you play that part of the Yeah, interview? sure. Here. I have not. I know he's made statements, and I've read the statements. So he's I wish made, he would have I, filed a grandma request, so he'd known that he could whether he could get any of the information. And he that's wanted. absolutely he, stunning. In his initial statement, he said that he had two avenues of investigation available to him. Number one, grandma, and that again is akin to you know the state level FOIA at the national level, uh, <laughs> or file this article of impeachment. And I don't know if he was counting on your question. Uh, yeah, because he hasn't filed that grandma request. I wish Representative Stoddard would have filed that grandma, and then if he'd been denied, then I could see him opening um, a bill file in Capitol Hill, which he did today, uh, to go ahead and see if he could have some sort of impeachment proceeding happen. But I'm going to say we're getting way ahead of ourselves because I did ask him as well, uh, you know, is there any hope of this getting anywhere in the legislature? He's a Dem. Uh, it's a heavily Republican legislature. Uh. You know, I... Uh... I have no idea. I know. I think I've got support from my caucus. Um, I've talked to a few people in the Republicans, and I think there is least supportive in concept. But, you know, because it is impeachment, it is politically charged. And, you know, they may like it in concept, but may not feel that they can support it. But that's not my end goal, necessarily. You know, if that's the way it moves, that's the way it moves. But I really just hope to be able to get the information I'm looking for. There you go. Uh, it's not polit- politically charged, he says. Maybe politically motivated, though. Well, I don't see it any other way. He's got a, he's got a hill to climb there, because yeah. uh, you know two thirds to pat to, in Utah, similar to the rules we've learned at the federal level, two thirds to be to be impeached, and the Senate takes it up and tries it. I want to point out here, though, Lee, what I think this does point out, if anything, is that perhaps there should be a mechanism on Capitol Hill for lawmakers to review what leaders of state agencies do without having to go through a grandma request um, or move to impeach. Hmm. Interesting. There doesn't appear to be any other in there, any other mechanism. There's no in-between, according to our interview with Representative Andrew Stoddard today. Uh, this may become the catalyst to get there. Oh, very interesting. Uh, Debbie Janovic, thank you so much for walking through this issue with me. Uh, a good conversation, good uh, window into uh, you know what's going on here, at least uh, inside the mind of Representative Stoddard as we continue to follow uh, Utah's own attempt at impeaching one of its statewide officers. Debbie Janovic, my guest, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, the question I, ha- I just have to ask, are we cheapening what it means to impeach? I, I can remember a day when impeachment was almost a bad word. It was one of those words that shall not be uttered because it instilled such gravity. Is it just a coincidence that we are facing so many of those circumstances today? Have we cheapened what it means to impeach? That's the question I'll put to you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 12.51 is the time. 
Very grateful to be hanging out with you here this afternoon. As you and I sit here right now chatting, senators continue to be sworn in as jurors in President Trump's historic impeachment trial, his second trial. Uh, that to begin, what, on the 7th or the 8th or something like that. Uh, you can be sure that here on this program we're going to follow the oh, Senator Lee right now signing uh, the, the document. There's an oath that you sign ahead of you know, taking on your responsibility as a United States senator in a uh, in a trial like that. And it is, uh, you know, I'm sure it speaks of impartiality and something like that. And I'm sure that every single one of those uh, United States senators will uh, certainly be impartial. Yeah, no, no, no party line votes or anything like that. Uh, anyway, we'll have to see. Uh, but I, <clears throat> I can't help but feel that we have been bombarded with the idea of impeachment. So much so, so much so that it has grown uh, well beyond what's taking place in Washington, D.C., quite literally as we speak uh, right now. I think that its use as a tool uh, in political punishment has maybe warped the intent and the impact a good deal. Now, I'm, I'm going to try to refrain from getting into the merits of of the various impeachment proceedings that we are aware of. And let me real quickly rattle them off. You know, of course, uh, President Trump, former President Trump, is right now uh, knocking on the door of a second Senate trial. Uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, but that's not all. Uh, and here's something <clears throat> kind of petty. Kind of petty. And, and, and I bring this up uh, because... It really was the first uh, of these impeachment efforts on the part of others that that got me thinking, come on, this is just we're we're cheapening. We're cheapening. The reason that this exists as a process in government, we are weakening it as a power of check and balance against uh, the executive branch. And it was uh, when on the Thursday after the inauguration. So the 21st of January, Representative Marjorie Greene, a Republican from Georgia, filed articles of impeachment against President Joe Biden only a day after he was sworn into office. Here's Representative Greene here. And listen, you might be hearing me right now about to play this audio and sharing her story and say, uh, Lee, you're the one that's perpetuating this uh, this idea and this attitude. Well, the, the reason I'm doing so is because while there may be efforts by those far away and in places of great elected power, uh, the idea of impeachment being a check and a balancing effort uh, is something that you and I can hold on to. So let's go through, we'll look at how absurd things are right now, and that'll give us a way to remind ourselves that this is an authority and a power available to Congress that should be reserved for only the most serious of offensives, only high crimes and misdemeanors as defined by the Constitution and understood uh, by this nation. So here we go. Uh, let's take a walk through the absurd, and then we'll remind ourselves how we really ought to be respecting the Constitution a little bit more than maybe we are. I, 
I would like to announce on behalf of the American people, we have to make sure that our leaders are held accountable. We cannot have a president of the United States that is willing to abuse the power of the office of the presidency um, and be easily bought off by foreign governments, uh, foreign Chinese or Chinese energy companies, Ukrainian energy companies. So on January 21st, I will be filing articles of impeachment on Joe Biden. You kidding me? You kidding me? Here's the thing. Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is her name uh, from Georgia, Republican. The truth is on maybe maybe almost every single issue, you and I are going to find common ground. Right. My my conservative mind is no is no mystery. It's no secret. And it just absolutely kills me. It kills me when when the group that pushes so hard for uh, things with which I agree is made to look foolish. And introducing an article of impeachment against Joe Biden less than 24 hours after he's been inaugurated is a sideshow. It's an absolute sideshow that takes away from the legitimate power and good that can come about through impeachment. All right? Impeachment is something that we have in this nation to safeguard ourselves against uh, tyranny. And if it has now become something that we just throw around and is as frivolous as a passing hashtag, a trend on social media... Something that at the drop of a hat, you know, we can uh, call over to some staffer and say, "Hey, uh, could, could you could you draft me up? Could you draft me up some uh, some articles? I got myself a political enemy I'd like to wage war on." No, it can't be that way. It can't be that way. A couple minutes left here. Let's look at Utah. We learned this morning. We just heard uh, a brief from. Debbie Janovic join us. She, this morning, had a conversation with uh, Utah Representative Stoddart, who, is, who has introduced a, a resolution of his own, seeking to impeach Sean Reyes, Attorney General of the state of Utah. Why? Well, we went through that. Uh, but it has to do with his signing of an amicus brief, uh, joining uh, Utah's name to a document in support of a lawsuit filed by Texas during the election, and yada, 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 look it up. And then, too, uh, there were some curiosities. Curiosities. He had some questions, this Representative Stoddard does, about whether or not Sean Reyes was uh, involved in a voicemail that was sent around to you know, various uh, you know, maybe attendees of the rally that took place in front of the White House on January 6th, which ultimately uh, resulted in uh, the storming of the Capitol. Representative Stoddard uh, places blame at the feet of Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes. And what's his evidence? That's a good question. What is his evidence? Well, it turns out he doesn't have any. It turns out he has none. He's got some speculation. You don't move to impeachment 
when all you have is speculation. Impeachment is not a tool to take revenge. It's a tool to safeguard our government at the state and federal level. Breaks my heart when it's taken advantage of. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, uh, we're going to shift gears pretty dramatically and have a look at the Antiquities Act. I swear it's exciting. That's next on Live Mike. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.